Welcome to Worries and Wisdom for Parents and Kids, where we talk about circumstances that can bring up worries for parents and their kids and some strategies for responding. I'm your host, Amanda Grant. I am a wife and mother and have worked in the field of special education for 13 years. During this time, I have worked with many students who felt anxious. I've also done a lot of learning and growing through my own anxiety, as well as my son's. My hope is that sharing some of my experiences and ideas will help you and your kids know that you aren't alone. Last week, I mentioned how your child's anxiety might have a big outward expression or a softer, more inward type of expression. I feel like people may more easily associate that softer, inward expression with anxiety. We may assume that people feeling anxious appear shy, introverted, or come across as being nervous. Personally, when my anxiety is heightened, my brain is going a mile a minute and it probably appears to the outside world that I'm more than a little scattered. It's hard for me to concentrate, to follow conversations, or to remember things even if they were just said. And making decisions? We'll forget about that. My son, on the other hand, has that big outward expression. I've had many conversations with people who think or assume he is just having a tantrum, but I know that the behavior is more likely to be based in uncertainty, overwhelm, or anxiety. I first heard the phrase behaviorist communication in a special education course I took many years ago, and I can't tell you how often I refer back to that idea. Sometimes we assume that certain behaviors have particular causes, but it's honestly just not that straightforward. For instance, yesterday morning, my son and I made a plan for the day that he was excited about. The first part of the plan was to head to the park after getting dressed. So we headed up to his room to pick out clothes, and it somehow became this huge deal. He couldn't pick between the only two clean pairs in his closet and kept asking for pants that he hasn't worn in months and that are now two sizes too small. He got very, very upset jumping up and down and making so much noise. I suggested we take a break from the situation by going to get me ready first, but he had a big reaction to that too. I was racking my brain. What on earth is going on here, I thought. I went through my mental checklist. He had a great sleep, he had a healthy breakfast, he had something to drink, we had talked through our plan for the day and he was on board, we had spent time playing and connecting, and then it hit me. While we were playing, before heading upstairs, we had talked about him going back to preschool soon. When I first brought it up, he indignantly said, Mommy, I am not going back to school, ever. But we ended up talking about the awesome things he would get to learn and do at school, and he started smiling and asking me to tell him more. Then I happened to add that his teachers would have to be wearing masks, and he shut right down again. It eventually came out that he would be fine going to school if I got to come, which is sweet, but obviously I can't, or he would be fine to go once nobody was wearing a mask. How exactly do you tell your three-year-old that you have absolutely no idea when that might be, or your bigger fear that the mask wearing is never going away, or at least not anytime soon? Well, I, I didn't. We kind of left it alone, chatted about our plans for the day, and then headed upstairs, where the upset came out. The poor kid needed to feel like he could control something, I think, so he chose the first opportunity, which happened to be his pants. I really do feel like being a kid is so tough sometimes. They have these big emotions they don't always understand the source of, let alone know what to do with them. Plus, there is only so much control they can have over their environment and their world in general. The development of self-regulation can certainly be a bumpy process. So So what did we do? Well, first, I can totally admit that I was frustrated. I mean, pants, really? We're trying to get ready to go do something fun and we're getting tripped up on pants. I needed to gather myself before I could make anything better. 
I like to close my eyes, put my hand on my heart, and take a few long, deep breaths. Part of what I feel like I'm always working on is to notice sooner that I need to take this pause. Ideally, I would like to feel the frustration and find the ability to pause right then before having any sort of outward reaction. Sometimes I do, other times not so much, but we can't expect ourselves to be perfect, right? And cue practicing self-compassion. Chances are we are more likely to be compassionate with our kids if we give it to ourselves first. After I centered myself, I told him that when it is so loud, I feel frustrated. It feels like my whole body is vibrating and that I have to get away from the noise. I apologized for raising my voice, but not for being frustrated. I want him to know he never has to apologize for having feelings, but that we need to take ownership of how we handle those feelings. And he gave me a snuggle and all was well with the world. And on to the park we went. The moral of the story is that anxiety can have many faces and it doesn't always show up when or how we expect. And behavior is communication, so we need to keep an eye on anything that seems out of the norm. Is your child feeling bigger feelings than usual? Wanting to stay home more or needing more comfort and reassurance? Are they having trouble falling or staying asleep? Has their appetite changed? Do they seem to tire more easily? Are there any new or unusual physical complaints like muscle aches, headaches, tummy aches? Your kiddo might actually appear to be really excited about going back to school, but they could be holding some worries too. It can be good to ask an open-ended question in a relaxed space where lots of direct eye contact isn't required, like driving in the car or before they fall asleep. Like, hey, I know you're excited about going back to school, but are there any bits you feel unsure about? Or, we know things will look different this year. Do you have any questions about that? How do you feel about that? It can be a hard balance for sure. We don't want to make them think they are supposed to be anxious somehow or to project our own anxieties on them. My personal goal is to get as settled as possible about our return to work in preschool next week. I know that my son will pick up on my energy regardless of how I feel, so I have to get as good with this as possible. Here in Ontario, we start back to school the day after Labor Day, which would be September 8th, but this year even that isn't for certain. Some school boards have recently announced delayed start dates or staggered entries. Many parents will be left scrambling for childcare pretty last minute. The uncertainty can feel super overwhelming. The list of things we don't know or that seem like they could change at any given moment is staggering. And I think we need to stop for a minute together and really acknowledge that. You are right. This is a lot. This is hard. And the uncertainty can be unnerving. We can't teach our kids to honor all of their feelings without also doing it ourselves. I've heard many mamas diminish their feelings by saying things like, well, but everyone else is going through this right now too. That is absolutely true, but that doesn't make your situation or your feelings or the depth of them any less valid or difficult to contend with. Please, please be gentle with yourself. I listened to an episode of Brene Brown's Unlocking Us podcast a while back that talked about how compassion is not finite. We can get caught in the trap of thinking that if we give ourselves compassion, we will somehow run out, that someone else is somehow deserving of more of our compassion. But the fact is that if you give yourself compassion, you will find it easier to give it away and that you will actually have more of it to give. The degree of uncertainty we are living with is, as we said, overwhelming. And the thing is, once we honor that, it's not a very helpful place to get stuck. In last week's episode, we talked about acknowledging and releasing feelings and then shifting or choosing a different focus. 
it might be helpful to shift our focus to the things we can control rather than continue to try to tread water amongst all of the things we can't. And usually it comes down to us only being able to control ourselves. We can set ourselves and our kids up for success and resilience as best we can. We can try to keep our routines as we know that that helps kids feel safe and secure. We can make sure we don't overschedule so they aren't overwhelmed and they have lots of time for sleep and connections with family and friends. We can make sure to eat healthy foods, stay active, and get out into nature. And I don't mean this is all for our kids. As parents, we need lots of self-care right now too. To create a community of support during this next little while, I'd like you to come and join our Lead Up to School Anxiety Support Community. When you sign up on our website at worriesandwisdom.com, you will receive an invitation to a private Facebook group. And then from Monday, August 31st until Friday, September 4th, you will receive daily ideas in your inbox for helping to support your and your child's anxiety about the back to school transition. These emails will include writing prompts, quotes, affirmations, and activities. We can connect in the Facebook group to share our experiences, struggles, triumphs, and strategies with other parents who get it. Feeling seen, heard, and understood can make a world of difference. And when we feel those things as parents, it is so much easier to be truly present for our kids. We are also offering back-to-school community support calls for only $7. These calls will follow a mastermind-style format focusing on positive intentions, practical strategies for moving forward, and the shared strength and wisdom of the group. Calls will take place through the Zoom platform. Space is limited for each date, so check out our website and register today. I really hope to see you in our Facebook group or on a community call soon. We can support one another and get through this together. I'd love to hear your comments and feedback about today's episode. If you have other situations you would like to see addressed on the show, I'd love to hear them. You can email me at worriesandwisdomwithamanda at gmail.com or leave me a voice message through Anchor. Thanks for listening. Until next time, I'm sending you wishes for feelings of calm and ease.